0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I am your host, Mike Karnation, joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best co-host in the business, Devin the Verified Jackson. We are coming to you on Tuesday morning. It is Election Day. You are hearing this on Wednesday, so you better have gone out and voted at some point. All right? All right? Before we hear from Devin... Just to let you guys know, once again, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Use the promo code BIGSHOTS to get yourself 10% off your next purchase. It's a shame we couldn't have brought this to you on Monday because they were hosting an election day special that both Devin and I took advantage of that got 20% off using the code. Unfortunately, that's not the case now back down to 10%. It was just kind of awkward timing for us to try to record yesterday. But now that all of that is out of the way, let's hear from the voice you guys actually came to hear from. Not my monotone, bored Canadian voice, the sultry voice of one Devin Jackson.
1: Yo, what's up, guys? (laughs) Uh, Like like, uh, Mike said, uh, make sure you go out and vote. Uh, You know, obviously we're going to be a day late when this comes out, but... Vote, man, um, you know. You better vote. have voted. Devin, you voted? Yes,
0: sir. I can't because I, I, I don't live in the states, but <laughs> I have voted in – I have voted on Twitter, okay? If you follow me on Twitter, you know exactly who I would have voted for if it was legal for me to do so. Ain't no ain't no election stealing on this
1: podcast. Right, but li- listen, <laughs> um, I, I just want to advise people, man, just go out and vote. And whatever result it is, man, just be safe. Cause there, there are some planned things, uh, in the works for some people. If one side loses, so just be prepared for that. Uh, be prepared to be safe and, and just continue to wear a mask too. Don't forget That's that in. either. Don't forget that. So don't forget that, but make sure y'all stay safe, man. Cause it might be a few. Crazy couple of days you're coming up with uh, once the final election numbers are posted. So,
0: for sure, man, um, it's nuts everywhere. Like you said, don't forget wear a mask. I don't know about you up in Pennsylvania, but we're still here in uh, in phase two in in uh, in Ontario, and it's not getting any better. Uh, we're still seeing record highs, and there were Halloween parties. Um, yeah, that seems like a great idea to do in a pandemic. Um, I did the smart thing. Um, I just didn't do anything on, uh, on Halloween. I worked Halloween in the morning and, uh, and then I went home, got drunk and watched football and, uh, well, let's talk about some of that football that I would have been drunk watching, man. Um, yeah, let's talk about Clemson Boston College. Let's just go in the order that, that, uh, that they pop up on ESPN. This was a noon kickoff. Uh, no trouble because <laughs> of his positive COVID test. Although he is apparently traveling with the team against Notre Dame and he won't be playing in that one. There's all sorts of nope in that, uh, and we will touch on that on our show later in the week. But oh my. Yeah. Boston College gave Clemson a scare. But I'll tell you, man, DJ, and I, I, lo- I looked this up. It's Yuanga Lele. Yuanga Lele. Okay. Yuanga I can Lele. Do that. The only I can do reason that. I knew that is because I, uh, Because the AG is the same sound you would make with Tua Tunga Vailoa, so it's Yuanga Lele. All
1: right.
0: Yeah. Um. He went 30 of 41, 342, two touchdowns. ETN only held to 84 yards on the ground, but went seven catches for 140 and another touchdown. Clemson escapes this one 34 to 28.
1: Hey. Yeah, a win is a win. Uh it was ugly, but they got it done. Uh the defense didn't give up, what, any points in the second half? Uh which was yeah, impressive. They them out. That was impressive. Um Boston College would make it close, like we said. They would keep it interesting. Um, but at the end of the day, Clemson was just a better team. They uh they pulled it out. Um Boston College made some uh, costly mistakes, especially at the end of the game, that uh cost them the game potentially, so uh it sucks for them but at the end of the day man Clemson is going to find a way to win uh, and they're going to have another challenge with Notre Dame so it we'll doesn't see, get man. any easier for them we'll see yeah that they, was uh, that was
0: look, a good Oh,
1: sorry I keep interrupting you man yeah, no, uh I was going to say man look it's it's tough they they are without the best player in college football so uh you just got to do what you got to do and keep it moving uh ETN stepped up uh, Lele, uh he stepped up. So, look, man, they, this is still going to be a good team regardless if Trevor Lawrence is in the fold or not.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, we got a glimpse of what this team's going to look like after Trevor Lawrence goes pro. I know he said that there's a – you know, he's still waiting to figure out what he's going to do next. Um, he, he's gone, guys. He's gone. I mean, he's not going to be like, yo, that's right. We're in the middle of going for a national title. Deuces. Uh, that's not – that one – Considering he fought so hard for there to be a season and you know uh, all the protections for players, he's not quitting mid-season. Uh, that's just not going to be a thing. Um, that would look really bad on Trevor Lawrence if that if that were to happen. But no, he's he when he's available to play and healthy enough to play, he will be. But we got a bit of a glimpse as to what that team is going to look like after after Trevor's uh, gone. Uh. Okay, we're already moving on to shitting on Mississippi State, it appears, because, oh, Nelly, did I tell you or did I tell you a month ago that Mississippi State wasn't good? Like, okay, I said they were going to be average. They're just straight-up not good. They got shut out. Mike Leach shut out for the first time in his coaching career. 41 nothing Alabama. This game was at no point close. Um, Devontae Smith? Welcome to my top 25 on the big board. 11 catches for 203 and four touchdowns. I'll tell you, Devin, he loves facing schools from the state of Mississippi. Because did he not just destroy Ole Miss in similar fashion last year?
1: Yeah, we had five touchdowns, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Uh, He has made the state of Mississippi his personal playground. Uh, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, Mississippi State, straight up bad. Uh, I believe KJ Costello either got hurt or got benched. Um, but he did go 4 of 11 for 16 yards. Uh, not great. Not great at all. Um, and this was someone that was supposed to be the best quarterback in the SEC. Uh, his replacement, though, Will Rogers came in, Devin, And he put up big time stats. He went 24 of 37. That's some good completion numbers. For 147 yards and two interceptions. This team is so bad. They are legitimately, they're not even fun to watch anymore. Mike Leach is supposed to be like this fun, innovative, you know, offensive genius. And this team can't score anything. Their offense has been shut out twice this
1: year. Well, look, I, I told people that it's going to take some time to implement that air raid system. And, and here's the stated. thing, the,
0: the SEC has already caught on to it.
1: They're just doing exactly what, what LSU didn't do. What did
0: LSU do? They played man coverage the entire time. What is, what is um everything, what has every team since done? Play soft zone. Give them cushions, let them complete the pass if they can do it. And then just make the tackle. So you may complete 35 passes, but those 35 passes are going to go for 112
1: yards. I don't know what they were thinking with the hire. Like I said, it wasn't going to work. They seemed to think it was going to work after one game. And here we are uh, four or five weeks later, and they can't even win a football game.
0: They can't even score points, man. The guy was brought in so that they could score a ton of points and keep up with Alabama and LSU, and they can't do it. Uh, Penn State, man, what's the what's the vibe like down there in Happy Valley?
1: They're ready for the season to be over. To be honest, I mean, they, uh, it's a it's a tough way to begin the schedule, but
0: now. Here are some takeaways from this game. One, Justin Fields is is a franchise quarterback. Like, there's no doubt. Like, there were, people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, Dwayne Haskins was thought of the same way. Dwayne Haskins was seen as maybe QB2 in a very weak quarterback class. I had him as QB1 in a very weak quarterback class. I barely had a first-round grade on him. Justin Fields would be in my top five. Because Justin Fields is doing things that Dwayne Haskins showed he could not do in college. And I'll tell you, like, it took years for someone to dethrone Teddy Bridgewater as my number one quarterback, and that was Joe Burrow last year. I think Fields is gonna beat Burrow, and then I think Lawrence is gonna beat Fields. These two are legit.
1: Yeah, uh Justin Fields, man, he's a special player. I think that game just showcased everything he has in the tool bag. He can throw the long ball. uh, He can throw intermediate. He can throw out-breaking routes. Um, there's not a throw he can't make. So I think that he showcased it, everything on Saturday night. Uh, another takeaway for me, I don't know if Sean Wade is an outside corner, man. That was going to be
0: my next takeaway.
1: I don't know if he's outside corner. He's been cooked He got cooking. He's been getting cooked in man coverage this year. It, it has not been pretty. Um, uh, Jahan
0: Dotson just mossed him twice.
1: Yeah, on the same drive. Uh, it was crazy. That was probably one of the best catches I've seen live in quite some time. And I've seen a lot of good catches, but that was just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wade has not been comfortable on the outside this year. Um, you know i had him going into the year as, Q, as cb2 behind Caleb Farley and kind of tied with Patrick Sertain. he fell he fell i've i've been doing some some board rankings he's he's cb3 now comfortably um you know eric stokes is the guy that that that's catching up to him uh as is jc horn those guys are are his competition he's really kind of he may not be around one corner he may not be I mean we saw Damon Arnett go around once so anything's possible and Damon Arnett was bad so anything's possible but man this is a this is a deep class um I just I just don't know I don't know if he's just you know in his own head or he's just he hasn't looked good he didn't look terrible against Nebraska but Penn State he he was done
1: yeah for me like I said after the or during the game uh, I could see him being a CB2 or a nickel on the team right now. There's no way he could be the team's number one corner uh, and if at you're, this point. Yeah,
0: if you're picking that high for a corner, you want him to be a lockdown guy, and he has not been that. Um, oh, one thing I forgot to mention before we hopped into the reviews, uh, Paris Ford has opted out of the rest of the season. Um, Now, again, I was hearing about this on, on SiriusXM, and they were talking about how we were going to see more of these players where the season hasn't quite gone their way. They're not getting the right, you know, the number of snaps, the team's not winning, the team's not competitive or whatnot. Then, Hey, why not? Why risk it? This is, this is the year to do that. Um, so he has opted out. He will, uh, declare for the draft. Uh, I have Paris Ford as safety two Now, um, I did some rejigging with the safeties as well. I don't, I don't think any position looks more radically different than the safety, uh, position from my last update. Uh, because Nazareel has he gotten back on the field. Andre Cisco hurt again. Caden Stearns hurt and not playing well. Meanwhile, guys like Richard LeCount, um, uh, Trayvon Morrig, like those guys are balling out. Kobe harvell Peel, those guys are moving up. This safety class, it's not strong, but we're seeing some radical movements.
1: I think uh, of, of, of all the positions, this is going to be one of the ones that uh people will have the most different uh I think outlooks. that makes your defensive line. Yeah. I think people have a people have a lot of outlooks on the safety class. And I really think it comes down to what people prefer as uh for their style. Like some people don't like the recklessness of Paris Ford. Some people do. Uh some people don't like that, you know, Trayvon Morick, you know, hasn't really looked that great this year. He's he's had his spurts and his moments, but Overall he has he's not looked at as we thought he would. Uh Ardarius Washington has kind of been a disappointment this year as well. Really haven't seen his name mentioned too much in the safety class. So uh it's it's been an interesting uh kind of few month a few months in, in terms of NFL draft rankings. Uh quarterback really the only one that should probably move a lot is quarterback four through ten. A lot of people have a lot of difference from there, but Top three quarterback is pretty set. Uh, running back, the first the, pro- the first two were probably set, too, as well. Um, receiver is kind of a mixed bag. So. Oh,
0: yeah. Receivers, there's been a lot of movement. Um, I forgot to mention for the Alabama game, I thought it was kind of funny because if you actually watch that game, they're talking about Patrick Sertain and how, you know, people may not know just how good of a cornerback he is because they just don't throw his way. And then they did throw his way and he picked it off and took it back for a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's gonna be good, man. I know a lot of people were like, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know about Alabama corners. Here. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the tape, man, he's he's definitely one of the top three, four cornerbacks in this class. Yeah. Speaking
0: of speaking of guys that really making a name for themselves, there are two guys on Notre Dame I want to talk about. One is Liam Eichenberg, who I think is still kind of flying under the radar because he's Notre Dame and like no one's really watching Notre Dame because that offense kind of sucks. I think people are just kind of tired of seeing Ian Book. I think that's that's one of the big problems. Nobody wants to see Ian Book, and I don't blame them. I don't want to see Ian Book either. Uh, but Leah Eikenberg has played very well at left tackle. Um, I mean, just looking at it now, he's being talked about as a top 50 player, which would put him in the same range as guys like Jackson Carmen from Clemson, Christian Deresop from Virginia Tech, Sam Cosby from Texas, Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. Um, that's some good company. You know, depending on how his his pre-draft co- uh, 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 process goes, we could be talking about a top 35, top 30 pick. And he's kind of flying under the radar. One guy that isn't flying under the radar, uh, Devin, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa. Uh, oh, boy, yeah. Welcome to my linebacker rankings. I was waiting to see enough film on him, really. He's an interesting study at linebacker because he's only about six one, only about 2'15". So you want him to bulk up a bit. If he can get up to, like, legitimately 225, 230, then we're good. Uh Safety-type coverage skill, so maybe he's going to be that kind of Joker-type position. Ironic because his, his his nickname is the Joker. Um, but, yeah, he's just played really well. And in a year where we've already got Micah Parsons at the top, Dylan Moses, Nick Bolton, Chaz Surratt, those are the, the established names, there's a bit of a drop-off at linebacker, you know? Jabril Cox was supposed to be this big thing at LSU, and he's been a complete—I don't want to say he's been a flop, but he's been a disappointment. He's been very disappointing. He had that great first week, and I really haven't seen much else from him since. Um, You know, we've had uh, Amon Agbog-Bamiga from Oklahoma State. He's had a good year. But again, like, he's also had more years of kind of meh tape. Jack Sanborn from Wisconsin— uh, we just don't have enough film on him just yet. Max Richardson from Boston College is a pros is yo—is know, a project type of guy. Monty Rice from Georgia, it's kind of the same thing as with uh with, with uh Amen, you know, couple years of like mediocre tape, and then you know he's having a really good year this year. Uh, and then there's guys like Patty Fisher who have been in college since 2007, and you know. That that kind of next tier of linebacker. Sorry, I broke Devin with the 2007 for for uh, Patty Fisher. Um, you know that next tier, that kind of third tier linebacker. Well, maybe it doesn't quite start with Jeremiah. Maybe more tier two ends with him. We're still looking at a guy that's probably going to go in those first two rounds. And man, I have him at 50 right now. So I have five linebackers in my top 50. This is a good linebacker class, and no one's talking about it because people don't really like to talk about linebackers.
1: Yeah, people view linebackers like they view running backs. Uh, a dime a dozen, really. But, listen, I don't think anyone has really challenged Micah Parsons for the first linebacker off the board. Um, you know, despite Dylan Moses coming back, you know, despite Nick Bolton playing, Chas Surratt, I don't think anyone is touching Micah Parsons simply because of his pass rush ability as well. Uh, he's not someone. Oh, way,
0: Notre Dame won this game by 18. I forgot to mention yeah, that.
1: Yeah. I mean, of course they won. They, they beat Georgia Tech, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a really good linebacker class. Like you said, um, I think that, you know, people, they're so focused about the other positions that have so much depth, like corner and, and safety and, and some of those other positions defensively. Linebacker gets overlooked, but. They do have some value picks, especially uh once you hit late day two, day three. It's gonna be a lot of linebackers that can start immediately. Um, but they're gonna have some sort of deficiency. So I think at the top really you, you got the best probably overall linebackers and then everyone else is kind of like, Okay, they stick out in the run game or they stick out in the pass game, but you know, they need to improve the other skill. So
0: Yeah. Um Honestly, if you were looking for something big in Notre Dame versus Georgia Tech, you were just watching the wrong game. Kind of like this next one. Uh, number five, Georgia beats Kentucky on the road 14-3. to Get excited. Or don't, because this game was actually really bad. Um, Stetson Bennett threw two picks. Um, Zamir White finally showed up. He realized that the um, the F C C season is five games in, so it was a good time for him to actually play and and play like he's expected to um I don't see it with Zamir White. I thought I might this year. I don't. Uh he's running back 12 at the moment for me. Um I don't know if he's just not fast enough. He, I don't I question his vision. He just hasn't played well as the, as the team's number 1 running back. He's been outperformed by Dalvin Cook's little brother James Cook, uh who also led the team in receiving yards this year. So that uh, sorry this week. Uh, by the way, for Kentucky, Joey Gatewood is not it. Just go back to uh, to Terry Wilson.
1: Uh, I wouldn't. I would disagree. Uh, Terry Wilson, man, he he just doesn't throw the ball down the field. He just yeah, but it, Joey
0: but... Gatewood. I mean, hang on. Let, let me bring up Gatewood stat line. If, if my internet would like to load, yeah, fifty and a twenty-five for ninety-one yards, and you're telling me that Wilson ain't stretching the field? He's not. <laughs> I mean, he's not, but it's not like Gatewood's any better. I'm,
1: honestly, at it least, might be. It least, might be the. It might be the offensive coordinator, man. You know what I it mean, is. T- listen, Terry Wilson went eight of twenty seventy three yards and a touchdown earlier this year. So he in the
0: field. No, he does not But the thing is, he can at least run the ball. Gatewood's not fast either. I mean, this whole this whole uh offense is just dreadful. They are this just time,
1: really can they odd. come can they come to the twenty first century <laughs> This is not the nineties anymore man
0: oh. uh George's defense is still really good uh, I just want to get that one out of the way uh Azizo once I've seen enough tape of his. I will have an opinion on where he goes in the draft, but I am hearing top 50 buzz from people that know a little bit more you know, uh, than I do, which, again, just speaks to how deep this edge class is. Sure, I was talking with our guy, Matt Valdivinos the other day, and he said he may not have an edge rusher in his top 20, but the depth, man, it's so deep. We were talking before the season kicked off. We're like, okay, Rousseau, Patrick Jones... Quincy Roche, and then a cliff, right? Like, like, small cliff after Rousseau, Jones Roche, another cliff. But like, uh, Roche has played well. We'll talk about another guy in a second. Uh, Jason Owa and have both ha- had great starts to the year. We get Amilcar Roched from Oregon State back this week. Joe Tryon from Washington, same thing. Carlos Basham is actually playing well. Aiden Hutchinson, Quiddy Frickin' Pay!
1: Yeah, because you've seen uh, pressures already this
0: year. In two games. And he was being held all of, Mich- uh, all, all of that game. Um, let's move on to the next game. I told you, man, this had the potential to be a trap game. Oklahoma State loses at home to Texas, ruining a 400-yard day for Spencer Sanders. And do you know what the big issue was, Devin? Fumbles. Five turnovers for Oklahoma State. That killed them. They hold onto the ball. This is a completely different game. Oklahoma State's still
1: undefeated, fighting for a college football playoff spot. You know who else killed them? Joseph Asai.
0: Yeah, Joseph Asai, our guy Mello tweeted out, you know, actually Jordan Reed from the Draft Network tweeted out that he was, like, basically a top 50 lock. And you know who ended the game? Joseph Asai. He got blocked got taken out of the play, got back in the play, and chased uh, Spencer sidelo- uh, Sanders to the opposite sideline to make the game-winning sack, and Mello tweeted out, I don't think he's going to be available at 50 anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a, a monster game. He was going up against Tevin Jenkins, someone that uh, has a lot of day two buzz. Um, I don't but, see it with Tevin Jenkins, man. I don't think he's fundamentally sound. I don't think he does anything overly uh you know well. I get scared and- by,
0: by big big twelve offensive linemen a lot. Especially yeah. tackles. I was high on the Raven Clark from Texas Tech a couple years ago. I had him as like a second or a third round pick and he burnt me real bad. So like that type of that style I tend to try to avoid whereas guys like Connor Williams and, and Sam Cosme are a little bit different in my mind. But yeah like I don't see him. that
1: Yeah we'll see. Uh, we'll see uh, how Chuba. Very disappointing game for Chuba. Yeah, I mean, it just hasn't been the season for him that we uh, we expected from the that.
0: The offensive happens. line isn't getting the same push. Um, he looks like he's he's having to kind of fight it a little bit more than he did last year. It came a lot more natural to him. Um, I think he's trying to to rip off like big chunk plays instead of just seeing what's there.
1: Yeah, he's trying to he's, hit the home
0: run. He's falling. He's uh, he, he's he's behind ETN. I don't think Kenneth Gainwell is going to catch him, but uh, yeah, like I, I I man this this running back class its depth fell off. Yeah, we'll
1: probably uh, see
0: some juniors go back. For probably. Here. All right, Cincinnati kicked the crap out of Memphis, forty nine to ten. Desmond Ritter had uh, a monster game. He has looked completely different these past couple of weeks.
1: Thank God. They're letting
0: him use his legs, which is good. Um, man, Cincinnati's defense. Like, listen, Luke Fickle is going to be a head coach at a Power Five school next year. Th- that defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, he's he's next in line for Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, they they're they're nasty. They got four legit DBs. All of them can make it to the NFL. They got a good it's- edge rusher. They got. Yeah, I mean you, well you got James Wiggins, uh Javon Hicks, Ahmad Gardner, who's my favorite out of the bunch. So yeah, I mean they're they're gonna have legit draft picks over the next three, four years.
0: Good team. This is a really good team. Memphis just they they never really stood a chance in this game. I think part of it is because the running game has not been there for them this year.
1: And they lost to Monte Coxie too.
0: They lost to Monte Coxie, they, you know, because he opted out, declared for the draft. That was one we didn't really touch on when it happened, but I don't know. Monte Coxie just never really did much for me anyways. Um, and in a wide receiver class as loaded as this one, he's just bound to get lost in the shuffle. Uh, not having Kenneth Gainwell has certainly hurt as well. Um, Memphis just isn't as good this year. Cincinnati still has some tough games ahead. They got UCF, uh, you know, on the schedule still. They still got to face Tulsa, who's been a very tough team. Uh, the, the, but they're in a very good position to maybe sneak in as that fourth team. If that happens, Devin, oh, I can imagine that, that, that like Georgia fans are going to be pissed off. Florida fans are going to be pissed off. Like Wisconsin fans are going to be pissed off. I think that Cincinnati has, has, has the, the dogs for it to actually be an option. It's a wacky year, man. You know, nobody really got started until midway through the season. Cincinnati's already at five and zero. Oh. Yeah, they've yeah, had we'll a head
1: start. They they gotta they gotta play uh, either UCF or SMU in the championship, uh, the AAC championship. So that's gonna depend if they can be, uh, with playoff I busters want it to this happen year.
0: So bad this year. I want it to happen so bad. All right, Uh Texas A&M ad, uh, beat Arkansas 42-31. Trelon Burks, this wide receiver for Arkansas, seven catches, 117, two touchdowns, only a sophomore, he's had a very good year. He's, Arkansas can throw the ball, Devin. They can. Um, they, they can. Yeah, Felipe Franks has played pretty well, uh, still don't think he's draftable. Think he's better than KJ Costello. Um but that's not saying much. Uh Arkansas has just been unlucky this year, man. But then again, we looked at their schedule at when it all kicked off and we went, well, can they win a game? They're two and three, should be three and two, because they should have beaten Auburn. Uh Arkansas's gonna be fine going forward. We've talked about this.
1: Yeah, they're they're gonna be what ten, we want Tennessee to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no no no, Sam Pittman first of all, Sam Pittman is just a fun coach. He's just very fun, and he's the exact opposite of Chad Morris, uh in every way. Uh so again, Arkansas, are they kinda they're kinda becoming like our SEC equivalent of Indiana, where we're just kinda rooting for them. They're a happy underdog that we're just happy to watch.
1: Yep. Pretty much.
0: <clears throat> Uh, Devin, there was a lot to come out of this game. Florida, uh, stomped Missouri in the second half. They win 41 to 17. That's not what people are talking about this game. There was obviously a late hit on Kyle Trask that Dan Mullen did not see. And he said he didn't see it, but he ran out to the middle of the field to get in the face of the refs. There were punches thrown. Um, Dan Mullen is not suspended for the next game. He was fined $25,000. Which, for a coach making six million dollars this year, is the equivalent of you or me finding five bucks in our pocket. It means absolutely nothing. They talk about how they want, you know, behavior changes, you know, when it comes to discipline, and then they pull this bullshit like this. You want a, you want behavior to change? Fine, Dan Mullen, you openly admitted you didn't see what was happening, and you decided to go out there and make a big scene anyways. You're getting suspended for a
1: game, man. Yeah, I mean, it's. Look, I like Dan Mullen, but man, I he do. is so hypocritical sometimes, man. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta be smarter than that. Listen, I, if you're gonna say that you didn't see the hit, you can't run out onto the field and yell in front of a ref. I mean, the, the action does not match up with the words at all. So, listen, uh, kudos to him for the win, but that was an ugly scene, um, especially with COVID running rampant. You don't want to see that. That That's the last thing you want to see. You do not want to see a brawl. You just do. Who might be a carrier for COVID nineteen? So that could have shut down both teams right there. And Florida's already dealing with that. And Florida just got done with messing with COVID. They they've been what out of commission for like two three weeks because of that. So it just wasn't a smart move. But at the same time, man, you gotta defend your teammate, and that was a cheap shot.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was. Um, you know, I, I was watching this game, and this was the game I decided to watch instead of like the Ohio State Penn State when I was watching it live. And the reason for it is, I just wanted to see this Missouri team because they're 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 a lot better than we expected them to be. You know, this Basilic kid, the freshman, he's he's got some tools. Uh, I wanted to see the defense because they've got Nick Bolton. They've got a couple of defensive backs that are that have gotten a little bit of buzz. Um, yeah, this ended up turning into the Kyle Trask and Kadarius Tony show. Um, I mean, Jim Nagy may have tweeted out that a conversation involving uh, Rondale Moore and Jalen Waddle uh, deserves to have uh, Kadarius Tony in the discussion. And listen, I, I like Jim Nagy. He's a solid dude. He was really nice to me when I was down there in Mobile. That's just wrong. Kadarius Tony is not in that discussion at all.
1: Like at all. Uh um, Yeah, I mean, listen, he he's had a really impressive season. Uh I don't think he's going to be like some you third, know, round, Jaylen, third,
0: fourth round. Yeah.
1: Jalen Waddle or anything like that. Uh I kinda see a little bit of Devo Samuel to his game. Uh bit smaller, a little more explosive, um, but I I do not see I
0: was saying, I was saying same on the same level. W- nope. God, no. I was saying on the weekend, give me Kadarius Tony over Tutu two, 2 Atwell 11 times out of 10.
1: Yeah, yeah, i am definitely doing that. 2
0: Atwell's too damn small, and he may be very fast, and he's pretty strong, apparently. He was listed on one of Feldman's Freaks. I don't care. The dude's like 145 pounds.
1: I think he's going to be a special teams guy at first.
0: Before yeah, no, 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 I I, I can't sign off on someone that's that small. Hollywood Brown is 30 pounds heavier than him. Yeah, so. Uh, BYU kicked the crap out of uh, Western Kentucky. We don't really need to talk about this one, right? No, I mean, Zach
1: Wilson making Zach Wilson throws. Uh, it's a typical Actually, Sunday. So to
0: 32 Not as good as we've seen from him.
1: Yeah, not his best game, but. It is what it is, man. You're not going to have a, a great game every game,
0: but
1: he's, he, he he made some good throws. Yeah. He did have some drops, so.
0: Devin, how the hell do we talk about this next game?
1: Oh, you're talking about Michigan, huh?
0: So let me get this straight. Now, yes, we should preface this by saying that Michigan beat down on Minnesota, who then proceeded to lose to Maryland, so who lost crazy. by, like, 30 points to to, to Northwestern. The Big Ten already a mess.
1: Northwestern the best team in the Big Ten
0: right now. Outside of Ohio State and in Indiana, but yeah. Just as we all predicted, Indiana, Purdue, and, and Northwestern making big-time strides. In the in the Big Ten, the, this conference makes no sense. I was told that they were the deepest conference, Man, I mean, they are if Penn State and Michigan decide to. First of all, Michigan State got stomped. By Rutgers. But Michigan had their hands full and lost.
1: I I actually can't say I'm surprised, man. I cannot say I'm surprised. Okay,
0: Uh, now Rocky Lombardi from uh, Mississippi. Michigan State. 17-32, 323, three touchdowns. The same guy who looked unplayable against Rutgers. Tears up Michigan's defense, which just shows that Michigan's defense is not good. Like, yeah, their,
1: their
0: secondary is not good.
1: Their front is
0: fine. Because they got Aiden Hutchinson. As we mentioned, Quiddy Pay. I think he had like nine pressures in this game.
1: And they still lost.
0: And they still lost. He is so damn good. He is so damn good. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, he played well again. Cameron McGrone. Uh, I had taken him out of my linebacker rankings because I had heard he was just going to go back for another year. Wonder how that changes with the fact that Michigan actually has a season this year. Um, I think man, by the
1: fall, he's going to have to come back.
0: Good God. Michigan's offense got nothing done against a bad Michigan State defense.
1: Listen, man.
0: By the way, Harbaugh, uh, is now like two and eight or something against like Ohio State, Penn State, and, and, like, he's got two wins in his entire tenure there, uh, against, like, the big three in the conference or something. Like, he, ah. Uh. Stuart Mandel and Bruce Feldman were talking about is Luke, uh, Fickle the right coach for Michigan?
1: I don't want anybody near Michigan right now, to be honest. You just
0: want to keep it hardball. You're, you're in Penn State territory. You like that free win.
1: Well, well not even that. I, I just don't. Want to see Michigan come back to prominence because their fans are unbearable, yeah' they, yep, they're you know, right they are right under Ohio state fans, they are right under them.
0: I don't know, I know some pretty obnoxious Ohio state fans, no Dan That's, alter not you you're one of my favorite Ohio state fans
1: no I'm not talking i'm I'm talking about like Michigan, they're not like worse than Ohio State fans, but they're not too far off,
0: I know, but I know some pretty unbearable Ohio state fans. Dan Alter is one of my favorites. At Dan, 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 Dan. Um, All right, North Carolina. What the hell is this team? So you lose to God off of Florida State. Kick the crap out of NC State. All right, it was a fluke. They're not going to lose to, you know, to any team that they should beat. Uh, and then in comes one-win Virginia, and had it not been for a fourth-quarter comeback, this game's not as close as the 44-41 scoreline shows. Again, I ask, what the hell, North Carolina?
1: Their defense is a god-awful. Yep. Like, Sam Howell, if you look at how he played, he played phenomenally. Missed five passes, 443 yards.
0: Four touchdowns. Uh,
1: I mean, um, it looked like they should have won by 50, but... Their defense is not good, man. Outside of Chaz Surratt, uh, who else they got? All that well. Who else they got, man? I mean, they got undersized defensive linemen. It's not good. Not
0: good. Charles Snowden from, uh, Virginia. He's finally putting it together. Uh, he single-handedly kept them in the game a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago against Clemson, right? Uh, no, there was another game where he like single handedly kept them in. Uh, I
1: don't think it was Clemson. No, it I
0: was Clemson. It was it was more recent than that. Miami, yeah, the
1: Miami game,
0: and he had another great game uh again this week. Um I still think he's a little bit like he's a weird build at six seven and two thirty. Uh, so he just needs to put on size and be a true edge because I think he's actually too tall to play traditional linebacker. Yeah, he is.
1: Um, he's such a hard projection because he has a lot of solid tools, but there's not anything that really stands out. You know, mm-hmm. it's, he has length for days, which I think you would think would be uh, a huge advantage, but he's just not consistent enough to to be labeled as just an edge just yet. So, I don't know, man. Uh, we were split on this game picking it. Uh,
0: you picked Kansas State. I picked West Virginia. I didn't realize West Virginia was coming off a loss to Texas Tech at the time. Uh, they were pissed off. They were pissed off and took all of their anger out on Kansas State. 37 to 10. Um, man, West Virginia. All right.
1: Have, the fascination with Kansas State is over.
0: Yep. Nobody's interested in them. They fell out of the top 25. I think West Virginia is ranked now. I think. Actually, no, no, they're not. Uh, they are behind teams that have, it, teams in their own conference with less wins than them.
1: Understandable. But yeah, look, man, they're, they're out. Uh, Kansas State is done. They're playing Oklahoma State this week. Uh, they got Texas in a couple with, at the end of the month. So it's going to be at least two, three more losses for Kansas State. So, yeah.
0: It was a good, yeah. it was a good coming out party for them at the beginning of the year, but I think their schedule is catching up with them now. Indiana, fresh off that win against Penn State, they get Rutgers, and they won, thirty-seven twenty-one. I don't know what the hell that lateral play was by Rutgers, but
1: yeah, I don't know, man. It that is Pete Rutgers right there. That defied explanation. I I had no words for that, but
0: I love I love the, I the, love the offensive line for Rutgers throwing it like a bride throws the bouquet
1: just do it out there man
0: you know what did it work it was a touchdown but they ruled him down and he wasn't
1: yeah they just Big Ten is no fun the no fun league apparently
0: they ruled him down and on replay you could clearly say he wasn't down Whatever. Indiana wins by 16. Michael Penix had another good game. Stevie Scott didn't get into the end zone, but 21 carries, 81 yards. It's not his time to break out just yet. I seriously think that Stevie Scott, once we get like this Michigan game, this is going to be the big one. We'll talk about it later in the week. Michigan, he has a big game against Michigan. We're going to be talking about Stevie Scott more. For sure. I, as someone who have been on the Stevie Scott bandwagon for a year and a half now, am very excited. Watt Fillier, five catches one thirty seven. I mean, he's just doing Watt Fillier things, and we love that. You love monster. to see it. Coastal Carolina destroys Georgia State fifty one to nothing. Moving on, Uh SMU they beat Navy fifty one to thirty seven. Shane Bouchelle three hundred yards. Um, yeah, neither of these teams play defense. Nope. And uh, Shane Bouchelle had a decent game.
1: Yep, not much really to say about that, to be honest.
0: <laughs> nope. uh, moving along Iowa State beat Kansas 52-22 uh, Brock Purdy 239 and two touchdowns Brees it, doesn't Hull, count. it doesn't count it was against Kansas Brees Hall though 21 for 185 and two touchdowns he's the second leading rusher in the nation
1: he should maybe get an Heisman bus
0: I mean he won't because it's Iowa State and yeah. everybody still thinks that that team's led by Brock Purdy
1: yeah, anybody that hasn't been watching Iowa State still thinks Brock Purdy is a top five quarterback in the NFL draft, but
0: No no no. I uh I believe Brock Purdy is out no, he's QB nine right now for me.
1: Well hopefully some Pac 12 guys knock him out.
0: You know I would love nothing more than for my guy Chase Garbers to uh uh to knock him out a kid from Cal. Uh, Oklahoma, they they played with their food against Texas Tech. They only scored 14 points in the second half.
1: Still won 62-28. I, I just want to tell people, man. I told people a couple of weeks ago that Spencer Rattler winning over Texas is going to catapult him. He's going to take it to another level. And, and here did. we are. Uh, people are just like, he's a young quarterback, man. He's going to be good. I mean, that... As much as as much as much he, he is a douchebag, he's going to be good.
0: Uh, and going. then the last game in terms of the top 25, Boise State beats Air Force 49-30. to 30.
1: Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I love the Mountain West, but Boise State, man, um, I, don't, I don't have anything
0: for them. All right, let's move over to the NFL. I did not have – I, once again, had a bad week. In terms of picks, I only went eight and six. We'll talk about some of these games starting with the Thursday nighter. Um, actually, no, we talked about that game already, right? Yeah, we talked about it on Friday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, that that started it off. I knew it was going to be a bad week because I didn't get the picks in in time. All right, I didn't get them in on Thursday. Got them in on Friday, and I had to amend the article. It was it was just a bad look for me. Uh, so of course, the Falcons are going to win. Uh, Patriots and Bills. I wrote that the Bills have this boogeyman known as the Bill Belichick Patriots, and they almost lost again.
1: Yeah, Cam Newton fumble at the end of the game.
0: Can Can Buffalo get out of their own way right now? No. They started off so well, and then they faced the Titans, and it was just—it's been a mess from there. They've won some games, but man. They haven't really deserved to win either of these games.
1: No, I mean they barely beat the Jets, so.
0: Yeah. I think we can file them in the pretender category.
1: Yeah, I mean they'll they'll make it first round, maybe even make it to the division.
0: Well, they'll they'll win the division,
1: I think. Yeah, they'll probably play, just give, them, give them. I mean, they'll game. they'll be playing in a divisional game though. So.
0: Well, I yeah. should, they might they're, be playing the wild card game. They're probably gonna, they're, yeah, dude. They're not getting, they're not getting the top seed. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the Titans, did you know, Devin, that every single starter on Cincinnati's offensive line was injured for this game, which meant that the worst offensive line in the entire league was being replaced by its backups? No idea. Well, yes, I knew that going in. Okay. Uh, I didn't. It wasn't mentioned in my picks, uh, but I had a feeling that a blowout was afoot. And that Tennessee was gonna win by 24, 30 points. They, they put up 20. They gave up 31. There's a reason that the, that the Titans have traded for Desmond King. This game. This was embarrassing. They got picked apart. Ryan Tannehill looked
1: like shit. Joe Money
0: Burrow. Ryan Tannehill looked like he was being coached by by Adam Gase. He
1: probably had a flashback.
0: He did. Tennessee, 5-2. You lose to the Bengals, can't take it seriously anymore. Don't care if you ran over the Bills. Bills look like shit right now, too. 5-2 Titans. They're going to win that division, but I can't take them seriously right now. It's a lot of bad football being played. Speaking of teams I can't take seriously, Devin, we're going to move on to the next game. The Cleveland Browns. They lose at home 16-6 to to the Raiders. Baker Mayfield, once again, playing like dog shit. Uh, there's that cycle of, of Baker Mayfield. Play like crap. Then uh, talk about the haters. Beat an inferior opponent. Gain confidence. Play like crap.
1: Listen, Browns inconsistent, you know, you have Rashad Higgins talking about you saw Baker like a dad or something like that, or some craziness. They were, they were like birthed from the same, Yeah, it, it was like, a weird um, quote, it was a very weird quote. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to lose, man. You're talking that nonsense like that, you're going to lose.
0: Uh, you know what, as soon as they were talking about that nonsense about how the Browns were better than, with Odell Beckham, by the way, the Browns are, are five and three right now. It just doesn't feel like the feel like it because I mean, yes, they got destroyed by both the 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 Ravens and and the um and the Steelers, but I mean the
1: Raiders, man,
0: the Raiders. They might
1: be a borderline uh, playoff team.
0: I mean, I know, but I I need the Browns to beat someone with a winning record. True. That Cowboys game doesn't count anymore. You've beaten the Bengals twice. I mean, they beat the, the Colts. That's something. Yeah. So where is this at? I, they, we're eight weeks in and I don't know what the Browns are.
1: They're a football team.
0: They do exist. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, I didn't see this one coming, Devin. I predicted another beatdown just like in week one. The Packers and the Vikings. Uh, Dalvin Cook, if you had him on your fantasy team, uh, kudos to you if you're facing him in fantasy. I apologize for your week eight loss. Or week seven? Week eight. I apologize for your week eight loss.
1: There's really not much to say about that. No, nope. Packers, Packers play
0: like crap.
1: Packers are starting to reel here a little bit. Uh Lost two of the last three games. I'd be getting I mean, nervous they got 49ers coming up Thursday night, so that's, that's a team that just ran through them in the playoffs. So, But they won't have Jimmy G, and they won't have George Kittle, so I don't know how this is going to go.
0: Yeah, we're, we're recording this as the trade deadline is going on so far, and absolutely nothing has happened. Uh, so, in other words, it's just like the trade deadline of normal. I don't know why I'm excited for the trade deadline. Where we always get really excited about like, oh my god, it's going to be the star player moved, and then like the biggest player moved is George Hill. True. Yeah. Trade deadlines kind of suck in general. Um, I said the National Guard and an exorcist were going to be needed for this game. It wasn't quite that bad, but the Jets never stood a chance. 35-9. Uh, to 9. For the Chiefs. Mahomes went over four hundred, had five touchdowns. He's over twenty touchdowns for the season, has one interception. Uh Travis Kelsey, eight catches for one oh nine and a touchdown. The Jets are bad. They did trade Avery Williamson. He's gone to the Steelers, I believe, right? Yeah. That's a good get for them. Um Quinn and Williams probably not being traded today. Although, if this is released tomorrow and he's been, and he's been traded, that'll just be funny.
1: If he's traded, man, the Jets just need to be done. Take the team away.
0: Just, just fold it. Just fold it. Devin, Sunday was a very important game, important day in the NFL. We saw the return of Schrödinger's quarterback, Jared Goff. And if you don't know what that means, just Google Schrödinger's cat, uh, but put that towards quarterbacks. It's not, you know, whether or not the cat's alive. It's whether or not Jared Goff is a good quarterback. He played like crap. He 355 stung. yards on 61 attempts.
1: He stunk up the joint. By the way, Tua, I think, was held under 100 yards. He was, and they still won by multiple touchdowns.
0: Uh They won by 11.
1: It was basically multiple touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah,
0: of, of uh, they didn't score in the second half. This game must have been really fun to watch. Our guy Dante Collinelli must have had a blast watching this game. Oh, he
1: he had a blast in the first half. He, he, was, he was getting after Jared Goff, but it must be tough to put in that much money and years for a quarterback that is... Average.
0: Oh, we'll talk more about a quarterback like that in a minute. Why the hell was this next game at 1 o'clock, Devin? Steelers beat the Ravens 7-0. and I, in my article, said that they would improve to 6-0. and I guess I forgot what week it was. Um, but, yeah, they're 7-0 now. That is fantastic.
1: Yeah, Lamar Jackson had a rough day at the office. This has not been a great year for Lamar. Um, oh. it, it's, it sucks because he's coming off MVP season. Uh, he just does not look – has that same juice, same – pop in this game. The, the play calling has been great this year for Greg Roman. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting for the Ravens because they just don't seem to have it on offense. Their defense is solid and opportunistic, but they just don't have it on offense.
0: <sighs> oh, boy.
1: Um...
0: Can I run something by you, Devin, for this next one?
1: <laughs> What's up?
0: The Chargers are the Atlanta Falcons, but they don't have a fan base.
1: Yeah. They find ways to lose. Good
0: There's... God. And no one talks about it because no one cares. No
1: one's watching their games. We only care about Justin Herbert at this
0: point.
1: Uh, Anthony Lynn will probably be, be fired. I
0: the Chargers winning this one in a, you know, you know going away. I figured this was a multi-touchdown win for the Chargers, and they screwed it up. They were up 24 to three
1: It did look that way midway uh, through the third quarter.
0: Uh, why is this team so terrible? They managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in fascinating ways every week. They're now two and five Broncos three and four.
1: Shout-out to uh, Penn State receiver, former Penn State receiver, K.J. Hamlin. Called the I thought you were going to
0: Ta-Man. say Deshaun Hamilton. Um, Hamilton. He finally he, – he can play football.
1: He scored, too. He was a big part of the comeback.
0: Yeah, no, sure. no, no. He's been generally, according to Broncos fans, completely useless this year. So, uh, this was a fun one to watch. The end of Devin, the Saints and the Bears, 26-23 in overtime. Heart attack.
1: That's what I almost had.
0: Yeah. Um. You and my mom both, both diehard Saints fans.
1: Listen, man, it. There was no need for that game to be stressful. Another questionable call, almost decided the, the game. Nick Foles
0: meets his kryptonite again in the New Orleans Saints.
1: Yeah, you can't beat the Saints, though.
0: Oh God! Funny. Can we talk about? Can we talk about the the, the punch? Yeah, yeah, we can. First of all, it says a lot about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson that in the last three weeks, he's had two separate receivers punch him, the other one being his own teammate. But also, Javon Wims straight up punched him in the face, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson just stared at him. Didn't even react to it, just stared at him.
1: Because it was stupid, because you're punching a man with a helmet on. You're
0: punching a your man with a helmet on. I never understood that. But also, now Wim said he was spat on, but Gardner Johnson also, like, took his mouthpiece. Which, yeah. why would you want that?
1: That was just in a dude's mouth? I don't know. Nah, of- he, 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 he took it off and then just threw it, so.
0: I know, I know. But, like, why would you do that? Because, I don't know. I've, I have this thing about grabbing shit that's been in people's mouths. It's kind of fucking gross. Um, so you're not gonna catch me doing that. Uh, Chelsea Gardner Johnson's a fucking headcase. Hey,
1: listen, I'm glad he's on my team, though. Oh I'm yeah, I'm, I'm sure you are. Team. The dude's just weird
0: as shit, man. Like temporarily nah. changed his name to like C. Tutty or something.
1: Like what the? Yeah, CD dudes. Uh, there we go. That, I don't know. Was listen, still C- dumb. I'm I'm just happy to get the win. I got the Bucks this upcoming Sunday.
0: That's so, amazing. By so. the way, that's gonna be the geriatric bowl. Um combined eighty-five years old. Senior citizens in the building. <laughs> Young whippersnappers, snappers, get off my lawn! Uh <laughs> Yes, Drew. Uh Seahawks and Niners. Uh Seahawks had like one yard or something in the third quarter, I think I, I read.
1: Yeah, they didn't do anything in the third. But...
0: Uh, by the way, uh, George Kittle out six weeks. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo out indefinitely. Goodbye, Niners playoffs chances.
1: It was going to be an uphill climb anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, they're already sitting dead last in the division. But
1: Yep, four and four, so yikes.
0: What the hell? Ah, <sighs> we've reached this part of the show, haven't we, Devin?
1: It was only a matter of time.
0: So I tweeted out uh, Sunday, so I was watching 90 Day Fiance on one screen, uh, on the big screen, and in the Eagles game on the, on the laptop, and I tweeted out several times that I was not drunk enough for this game. This was one of the worst games of football I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, Cowboys couldn't run the ball. Eagles could run the ball, but chose not to. Um, the Dallas defense, which has been one of the worst pass defenses in recent memory, uh, held Carson Wentz to like 150 yards. Carson Wentz decided that he had a new, uh, part of his arsenal, Dev, and It's called the arm punt. Um, it's where you just throw it 30 yards downfield when you have a wide-open running lane, and you don't throw it anywhere near one of your wide receivers. Um, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Gilmore in this game, and that's saying a lot. He had two interceptions. He also got got by, uh, Travis Fulgham, who was the best receiver on the Eagles roster. Um... This game was a win for the Eagles, but nobody won this game. The the Eagles certainly didn't because now they're 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 another game clear in the division. Um the Eagles fans certainly didn't win this game because they had to watch this game and like I said, I wasn't drunk enough to watch this game. Um I felt the entire time like this was just far too much for me. Um, Ben DiNucci has the dumbest throwing motion I've ever seen. Ever. He, like, tried to be Patrick Mahomes with, like, a sidearm release at all times. Um, it looked like he was kind of trying to complete a double play most of the time. Uh, there's a baseball reference. Did I do that right? I don't think I did. Uh, Zeke Elliott did not—oh, oh, oh, um— The Eagles game-winning touchdown was not a touchdown because Vinny Curry was down with the ball by contact for like three whole seconds. It was ripped out of his hands by Connor Williams, booted downfield, picked up by Rodney McLeod, running for a touchdown. They reviewed it, and even the refs went, screw it, we don't care enough. Uh, touchdown, let's get the hell out of here. The hell was this a Sunday nighter? This was not fun for anybody. Oh, and neither offensive line can block worth a damn.
1: Yeah, honestly, did I, I'd rather up? I have, honestly I'd rather not talk much about the Sunday or Monday nighter because I did not watch a lick of either game.
0: Uh okay, so the Monday <laughs> nighter was my background uh viewing yesterday. And the Giants were leading for quite a bit of it. And I got scared. Uh, but, because, you know, Tom Brady, he's got, he's got his boogeyman. It's called the New York Giants. This game was bad. This game was boring. Uh, Daniel Jones, once again, throwing more costly interceptions. Shocker. He needs to learn a very important thing, Devin. Take a damn sack.
1: Nah, he don't like that.
0: He just will, like, he'll be halfway down and decide he'll, like, shot put it. Or like throw it behind his back, like that Dan Marino, uh, you know, like trick throw that you always see in those highlight films when he was warming up. He'll just decide to do that. It's like, oh, okay, so that was nowhere near an intended receiver, but it was cu- picked off because, of course, it was because you shouldn't be throwing those.
1: I I have no words for the Giants, man. Defense is continually let down every week. They play their lights out, and then Daniel Jones gives it back.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here?
1: Nah, man. Uh Like we reiterated before, you know, at the beginning of the show, go out and vote. Make your voices heard. Well, hopefully and you already it did. It's a little too
0: late to try to vote now. It's going to be Wednesday when they're hearing this. But... That's true. That's true, but make sure you voted. If you don't, then you are not a big shot.
1: No big shot energy
0: there. You can't bit. You can't bitch about what's going on if you didn't vote. Correct. Um, but again, as always, guys. Uh, Built bar promo code big shots ten percent off. Uh, I tweeted it out on election day that it was a, a one day only twenty percent. So I hope you guys took advantage of that. If not, take advantage. Get ten percent off. Ten percent still beats a kick in the teeth, right? Um. Yeah, stay safe. Wear a mask as always. You can find me on Twitter, Mike H underscore draft. Find Devon on Twitter, Real D underscore Jackson. Find the show on Twitter, Big Shots Pod. Follow our work on Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting at Blue Chip Scout. Uh, and until later this week when we talk to you, take it easy.